uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. In today's episode, the publisher of UC Today, Rob Scott, and I round up all the news in our sizzling summer summary. We discuss all the main events that have taken place over the last few weeks, as well as rounding up all the news and gossip for you. There's been loads that we need to cover off. The release of the Microsoft Teams free edition, there's some Slack news, Facebook acquisition news, and loads more. Then we have a look ahead to the next big event on the horizon in Microsoft Ignite. We also discuss the brand new UC awards that we have launched at UC Today, where the results will be revealed towards the end of September. So sit back and have a listen. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Very good, thanks, Patrick. Very good, thanks. So we're here for our, and I called this our sizzling summer news roundup. Uh, and we actually, we recorded a, a similar roundup last week when the weather, when we were in the middle of a heat wave in the UK. And there was some breaking news, so we thought we'd better add that into the roundup. Uh, and now we come to the sizzling summer roundup, and it's raining. Yeah, no, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah, it's not so nice today, but hopefully uh, we're going to get some more good weather soon. Well, it, even if there's no good weather, it certainly has been a sizzling summer in terms of, of news and events and goings on in the world of unified comms and collaboration. Yeah, there's just so much going on at the moment. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, every week we're just inundated with news stories, but it just seems some of the mega brands that you know that are out there uh, are also doing some big things at the moment. So we're going to c- cover those too. Absolutely. So we'll come on to our news roundup in a minute. Just I thought we'd better briefly run over what we've been up to, apart from reporting on the news over the last couple of months. And we have we have been to some events. We've we've been around the world. And both you and I were lucky enough to attend uh, at the end of the month before last the Customer Contact Week 2018 in Las Vegas. Yeah, Customer Contact Week. Wasn't that a fantastic event? Full of leading contact center vendors, customer experience, technology vendors, and, you know, an awards evening. Uh, you know, we had a great time, but we in, equally interviewed uh, a number of really, really interesting uh, people while we were there. It, it was really brilliant. As you said, it was, it was customer experience focused. And all the technology providers that we deal with on a regular basis were there showcasing their enabling solutions that will try and enhance that that customer service that that companies can enable. But we shouldn't plug too much because you and I have prepared a special video roundup, which is already available on uctoday.com. So if you go to uctoday.com and you search for Customer Contact Week or CCW18, you can find it both of us on video. I'm not sure whether that's a treat or or, or not for the viewers, to be honest. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. The ratings uh, are looking pretty good at the moment, but uh, <laughs> let's just see. Yeah, absolutely. So if you if you want a roundup of Customer Contact Week, which took place earlier this year, head to the website and, and dig out the video for that. A- another big event that we attended, and I say we attended, I, as I've said on a previous podcast, didn't quite make the cut to attend, was the Cloud Comms Summit, which took place in Washington, which was hosted by the Cavell Group uh, and the Cloud Communications Alliance. That's right. It was their first event in Washington in North America. They normally have an event here in the UK and in Europe, uh, but the Cloud Comms Summit event has uh, taken stage in the US now as well. Uh, So, yeah, it was a really good event. It's very service provider focused, so uh, it's not for end users. Uh, it's not for channel partners. It's it's purely focused on the service provider network. So companies, organizations 
offering cloud communications services, uh, you know, to channel partners and ultimately to customers. So, uh, really good event. Uh, lots of interesting conversations uh, being had at the event. Lots of leading vendors there. So, yeah, again, full roundups and reports are all over UC today if you search for CloudCom Summit. But, um, yeah, a really good event, and I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to go to another one sometime soon. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you attended that. There's there's loads of related articles of people that you interviewed on the site, and there's also a, a, a couple of podcasts as well that, that you recorded and, and a roundup with Matt Townend, who, who's the director of Cavell Group, about the overall theme. So if people want to understand more, you, you can find that in the podcast section of the website. The, the, the Probably the, the biggest event globally that we didn't actually attend but lots of people that we speak to and it was the Microsoft partner event which is Microsoft Inspire which took place last month yeah I mean Microsoft Inspire I mean it's it's not one I've attended but um, you know we know plenty about it now and uh, you know it we're looking for those kind of UC nuggets coming out of the event aren't we you know we're not particularly focused on the whole Microsoft stack but um, you know, what is interesting is, you know, every big Microsoft event and Inspire is one of those. Uh, there's always something interesting coming through from uh, a Microsoft Teams or Skype for Business perspective. You're absolutely right. I mean, we saw uh, lots of videos. It looked very much like a rock concert. So Inspire is the event for Microsoft partners to, to go along and understand the Microsoft roadmap for the coming 12 months and, and what they should really be focusing on. And I think that, I think the biggest piece of news, although you're right, we've there's a lot of stuff on, on the website that came out, was just before Inspire was the free version of Microsoft Teams that was released to compete with the likes of Slack and, and other free collaboration software. And that came out just before Inspire. So that was probably the biggest bit of news. Yeah, wasn't that a big announcement? I mean, you know, a lot of people were thinking that was going to happen. You know, the Microsoft were really going to have a go at the kind of Slack market. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's interesting that a free edition is now available. You don't have to be uh, an Office 365 subscriber. Uh, you can just sign up uh, you know, online for free and, and get started with Teams. And actually, looking at the feature set, it's, it's pretty good. Um, you, know, you get quite a lot in the free edition. And if you want to know more about that, we uploaded our Microsoft monthly podcast with expert guests from Modality Systems, Tom Arbuthnot, and that, that went live on the site today. So if you want more information, I chat to Tom and he, he gives me all the latest updates for Teams and the, the release of Skype for Business Server 2019 edition. So if, if you want that, find that in the podcast section. The next big Microsoft event that's coming up, I think it's September, isn't it? Is it Ignite? Yes, Ignite is the next big one, uh, which, I, you know, is very, very similar, I suppose, to Inspire, but it's, it's not a partner event, is it? It's, um, it's a customer event. Yeah. So I, I suspect there's going to be some big announcements there again. You know, Microsoft's uh, development roadmap is, uh, you know, buzzing with uh, activity right now. So I, I can imagine there's probably going to be some more uh, big news coming through at the Ignite event. We will keep you up to date on that. I think it's towards the end of September. So as soon as that comes out, we'll keep you up to date with all of the news uh, from Microsoft Ignite. So we better do uh, our news roundup. It's been, it's been a while since we did one of these. So since then, there's been quite a lot of news. And I think we should probably start with the, with the most recent pieces of news and the reasons that we re-recorded this podcast, because we recorded it and then instantly three pieces of breaking news came out. Yeah, yeah. Let's go through the news because there's some really good stuff this month. Okay, so let's start with... Slack and Atlassian have formed a rather, I don't want to say, I was about to say a rather mysterious strategic alliance. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's essentially Atlassian are, you know, the original kind of founders, developers of HipChat, which then kind of moved on to Stride. And it appears that this strategic alliance looks very much like an acquisition that uh, Slack has essentially taken over Atlassian uh, and their assets and uh, interestingly have a plan to kill off those applications but bring those customers and <laughs> those subscribers, I imagine, into the Slack realms. So interesting story. What do you not think? Yeah. Oh, no. So it's very interesting and, and it's slightly unusual for what we what we usually get in that Atlassian have actually bought a stake in Slack, which represents a commitment to partner with them long term. And Slack have outright purchased the intellectual property for HipChat and Stride, but they're not going to keep those platforms. They're going to, at the start of 2019, those platforms will be end of life and they're going to migrate all the users into Slack. And, and we should say that Atlassian and Slack, it's not an unusual They've worked together for a number of years. Um, various tools that Atlassian, new software develop, have, have developed, are already available within within Slack teams. So, but it's just interesting to see how the deal works going forward, and as you said, how that develops over time. Whether there's any closer integration or, or any more, because it, it, essentially, at first, HipChat and Slack were were rival applications, and and now, you know, there's that strategic alliance. Yeah, you know, it just echoes what we're seeing a lot of at the moment in the industry. You know, Slack have got a war chest of cash right now. I think they just recently took another $250 million. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's some kind of, you know, have they spent any of that money on this deal? I'm not sure. It's kind of seems to be a bit of an exchange of uh, uh, shares and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, in, interesting deal. You know, I think we're going to see more from Slack, but that that, that certainly is a, a, a big piece of news for this month. And there was a, another from the from one of the global giants, Facebook, who I, I was I think you saw on LinkedIn, and we were both commenting on a piece about the the huge uh, share loss that they they've suffered recently in t in terms of value off their share price after the various problems they've had with with, with data security around the world. But they have uh, acquired a company called Redkicks, an Israeli startup. Yeah, so it's, it's the workplace by Facebook division. Uh, so, you know, essentially the business collaboration application uh, that Facebook own, uh, which is actually interestingly developed here in, in London, uh, UK. But the workplace team or division have acquired an Israeli startup called Redkicks. Yes, you're right. Lots of startup tech startups in, in, in Israel, you know, <laughs> names that you, you know, you recognize and and lots of startups are getting acquired by larger organizations from Silicon Valley. So it's an interesting one. If you look at Redkicks and what they do, they they offer a, an email application with messaging and calendar tools built in. You know, not knowing a huge amount about Red Kicks at this stage, I, I suspect it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, are they going to be offering email to their business subscribers? What you know, what's Facebook's plans for Red Kicks? But I think that what did they pay? What a hundred million uh, US dollars? Yeah. So no, it's not insignificant. It's a pretty serious deal. And to plug that into uh, workplace by Facebook, it will be interesting to see what happens. It'd be really interesting to see how that developed. We should mention while we're on the news that the and we already did discuss this in a previous part that the Plantronics deal with Polycom closed, so that that was confirmed and finalised. 
Yeah, so probably the best marriage this year so far uh, between two, you know, major endpoint vendors. Uh, you know, Plantronic, I think they, what did they pay? Two billion dollars for Polycom. Um, so a great deal. I mean, Polycom, you know, leader in SIP endpoints and video conferencing, um, and Plantronics, the, the headset uh, king. So, yeah, those two companies got together. Plantronics have done the deal. Uh, you know, and al already we're, you know, we're starting to see the teams being integrated, um, you know, from an organization level point of view. Uh, so, yeah, uh, congratulations, Plantronics. Yeah, that all, and as you said, that's uh, there was very, very good industry feedback from people much, you know, better informed than I about about why that that was such a good deal. Um, a couple of weeks ago, or it wasn't even a couple of weeks ago, it was last week, we got the news that Swix had uh, earlier on this year been had taken on some investment from from an, from a private equity firm called Waterland, and then we got the news that. Swix and Voiceworks are going to merge, and then they merged and acquired Centile, who are a, a French telecoms application company. So that all came pretty quickly, and as as we were discussing previously with the, with the Slack, it, it was an interesting deal, wasn't it? In terms of someone takes on investment, they merge with someone else, and then acquire a, another company. Yeah, again, this is indicative of uh, you know the marketplace right now uh lots of consolidation lots of investment uh waterland have come in uh you know pulled swicks together with centile uh and voiceworks you know i think they're looking to to build out a european uh powerhouse really by the looks of things um you know but all those brands need attention um all those brands you know put put together are potentially a very very good proposition so um yeah a european deal good to see but yes i think it's it's really indicative of what's happening in the marketplace right now yeah absolutely and i did an interview with the, with the managing director of swix uh, and he was explaining that centile are very strong in france swix are very strong in sort of germany and the netherlands uh, and and voice works also very strong in, in southern europe so it was sort of a an amalgamation to create as you said a sort of a european giant so it'll be really interesting and he also intimated well he didn't just intimate he said you know that's not the end of their acquisitions they have a, a, a list of potential targets so whether there there's, there's a uk company that's that's going to be next on the list to sort of reinforce that portfolio and control the whole the whole of europe yeah i, I would have thought so i mean the uk is a hot target for not only the americans uh, but also the european countries you know being that we're a very very progressive cloud you know marketplace at the moment um, i think next to netherlands you know the uk are um pretty up there in terms of cloud adoption from a communication standpoint so yeah i wouldn't be surprised uh, and i imagine um you know there is again a war, a war chest of cash uh, available to uh, make that happen I suppose the only thing that might affect that and is, is a wider geopolitical issue is Brexit. And we, we haven't talked about that very much, but I suppose deals coming from European companies potentially acquiring UK companies might be might be slightly unsure about that until we actually know vaguely what's what's going on with Brexit. So that's probably something to watch there as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Swix and Centile are already operating in the UK, uh, I, I think, as branch offices or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's still ways around that. But, yeah, you're right. Um, acquiring a business in the UK right now might not be as interesting uh, or as um, risk free as it was. And uh, Evolve IP have done another deal as well. That, that was uh, news from not too long ago. 
Yeah, North American uh, service provider, Volvo IP, uh, does another deal just recently. They did one with uh, The Voice Factory. Uh, what's the name of the company they've acquired now? AI Tech. I, don't, I, don't, I have to confess, I don't know a huge amount about those, but it, I suppose it signals, you know, Volvo IP's intent to continue to expand. Yeah, Volvo IP, I mean, I believe they, they equally um, are on a real growth mission, buy and build strategy. So it seems to be going well. I mean, they, they did one deal earlier on this year, and now they've just done another with AI Tech. So, yeah, it'd be really, really uh, a good deal for them, potentially. And, um, you know, I think Evolve IP are just going to continue to grow and grow. And while we're on North America, Dialpad, who innovative business, have generated a, a load more funding from private equity. I interviewed their their CFO the other week. There's a, there's a story on the website about it. I think it was another fifty million dollars that allows them to further invest. They're they're really committed to to actively using artificial intelligence and machine learning within their platform. So I think the majority of the investment is going to go in that, by all accounts. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Dialpad? I mean, they they're very disruptive, young aggressive startup, uh, the, the team, the leadership team, uh, an offshoot from Google, I believe. And, you know, they, these guys are really on a mission to, to to disrupt the marketplace. And, you know, with this Series D funding that they've got, 50, another $50 million, it, it just seems that they, you know, they're really putting the money where the mouth is. And um, they're going to be growing and establishing themselves as a, as a major player in, in North America. But, um also on the latest release it mentioned that they're going to be expanding internationally so we might even see them uh, here in the UK or in Europe uh, sometime soon. You're absolutely right so I um, interviewed Craig Walker who's the CEO a few a few weeks ago that, that's on one of our podcasts and I also interviewed Steve, Steve Love and asked him about the, the plans to open in the UK and, and I'm pretty sure that that's going to happen imminently they're, they're big fans of the UK and, and see it as a, as a really large potential market for them so that's going to happen i would have thought pretty imminently so keep keep your eyes peeled on the website for any any dial pad in the uk news uk news wise loop up acquired meeting zone and meeting zone our cisco expert on our cisco monthly podcast jonathan george works at meeting zone uh, and they're a, a specialist in communication co- collaboration and meet and meeting solutions uh, and they were acquired by loop up yeah, that's a, an interesting deal. We didn't see that one coming, did we? I mean, we were at their event the day before the deal was done with Cisco at the top of the Shard in London. And, um, you know, there was no sign of anything, no rumours, no whispers, nothing. But all out of the blue, the day after, Loop Up, the conferencing provider, comes in and uh, swoop up Meeting Zone. Um, I mean, Meeting Zone are a, a good business. They Cisco and Microsoft experts, they seem well put together, they punch above their weight. It looks like a good deal for Loopop, but equally maybe a strategic play for Loopop to get into the UC and collaboration market in a bigger way. That seemed to make a lot of sense. I think final thing we had on the news was uh, SD-WAN specialist Edgewater Networks in the state were acquired by Ribbon Communications. I was at Ribbon's event, uh, Ribbon Perspectives in, in LA a couple, about six weeks ago now. It was, it was a fantastic event and they've reaffirmed their commitment to looking at innovative technologies with, with the acquisition of, of Edgewater. Yeah, no, I, this podcast has been predominantly about people buying uh, other people. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, isn't it? We've not talked a great deal about new technology 
it's just this company buying this company, this company buying this company. And yes, you're right. Ribbon Communications, who recently came together as a kind of deal between Sonus and uh, Gemband to form the Ribbon Communications brand. And what do they do? They acquire a major vendor in the marketplace for SD1 Edgewater Networks. Yeah, and that'll only expand their, their proposition. I know they already specialised in a lot of SD1, but there will undoubtedly be some technology. I think that, as you said, most of the news has been going over acquisitions. If you want more on the news, head to uctoday.com, go to the news tab, and you can find further information on all the stories that we discussed and loads and loads more news there on, on, on various topics. Before we go, though, we have a couple of really important announcements. And I think that probably the major one is the launch of our inaugural UC Awards. Yeah, UC Awards 2018. Um, you know, we decided to do that uh, recently. It was uh, a plan to kind of recognize uh, vendor uh, technologies and impact on the marketplace. And yes, we've got uh, a few categories put together in our first awards. It's um, something that you can see at uh, ucdoday.com forward slash awards. And the application deadline is the 31st of August 2018. Yeah, so you've got a month left to apply. And you and I were discussing previously about, about an awards, and I, I know it's something you were keen to do, and you were getting a lot of requests from the industry as well. We, we've launched the awards. There's eight categories, and, and we'll be recognising the most disruptive and innovative companies across Unified Communications and, and Collaboration. And neither you or I are on the, on the judging panel. You've managed to put together a really prestigious judging panel who will be doing the, as you said, applications close at the end of August and they'll be doing the judging over September. Yeah, that's right. Four leading independent experts, uh, analysts that will be uh, getting involved in the judging process. Um, yes, yeah, so make it nice and fair uh, and really focused on the success and impact on the industry. Great. I'm really excited to see who who comes out on to, on top in the in the, in all the different categories? We should also let the listeners know that the second edition of our UC Today Market Guide that's going to be released imminently, I believe. Yeah, so the the second edition Market Guide will be released in September. So we're hoping to have it all all set up by then. Uh, so we've got new uh, articles being added in we've got some additional vendors being added into the directories uh, we've got some good stories to add in uh, so it's a second edition yes we're just going to continue just getting bigger and better every every few months and I think the first edition of the market guide gathered huge interest on the site and, it, and it's a repository of all the providers and vendors within the different categories with, within the industry because we well you realized pretty quickly that there was no way you could go out there to sort of look at a map of who was providing what in the industry and, and we've done that and provided it and the first one a lot of people downloaded didn't they to understand more about the industry yeah i think that's our that's our intent is really just to demystify the the industry and, and give people an easy to read guide to, to, as to what's happening, who are the vendors operating in the UC space and what's likely to happen in the future. So keep your eye out for the second edition of the Market Guide which comes up in September. We should also quickly mention that our um, technology track where each month we track a different technology area. We had uh, call, call analytics in June. We had our cloud communication series, which is just finishing now in July. So there's, there's loads of interesting opinions and topics on that. And next month in August, we're on team collaboration, which is one of my particular favorites. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Team collaboration is probably one of the most trending topics on our site uh, this year. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a whole series in August all about team collaboration series. So we'll be covering all the top vendors' uh, products. Uh, so we look forward to that, yeah. See so, so it starting uh, from the 1st of August. I'm excited about that. And we should just absolutely finally, you, I know you did some work to get our Out Loud podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts and on Buzzsprout and on the website. Uh, and Google Play in America, and we're now available on Spotify for those Android listeners. Yeah, so that's great news, isn't it? I mean, we've now got uh, access to the Android network, which is probably, what, 70% of smartphone users You know, can now take uh, UC Today out loud. Your <laughs> regular podcast, which we all uh, love, take it straight from Spotify uh, on their Android devices. I have to say... Without plugging it too much, there have been some really good episodes recently. So if you if you haven't listened to any more of the series, either go to the podcast section of the website or go to Spotify or go to Apple Podcasts and have a look through any topics that might particularly jump out at you because there, there's been some really interesting episodes. Uh, Rob, I think we've already run over time on this on this sizzling summer summary roundup uh, of news. So unless there's anything else, I think we should probably call it a day. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And, uh, you know, thanks very much, Patrick. It's been great. Big thanks to Rob for joining me on the Summer Summary. If you want any more information on any of the stories or events that we've discussed today, head to uctoday.com and you can find loads more information there. Also, if you want to know more about our UC Awards, find the awards page on the website and all the relevant information on the different categories and how to apply is there too. That's it for today though. As always, thanks for listening.